Oh, I know what the problem is. What's the problem? I need to be on a different account. Boom. Now we're watching it. Okay. Pizza night episode <laughs> two. Off to an amazing start. How are you? I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I am tired too. I uh, What was I thinking about? The first thing I was thinking about today, or just now, because I was really tired and I wanted to cancel and not do this. And then I listened to a bunch of songs off Paul's Boutique and I got really hyped and now I'm awake again. Then you told me about horrible murder stuff and now I'm bummed out. So. No, I don't want to go to bed because I'm afraid. Horrible murder stuff is the one thing that will keep me awake. That's a bummer. Oh. I feel like we shouldn't discuss the horrible murder stuff because it's, no, especially it's to no one's benefit. It, it's in our own city and your cup has an unnatural amount of lemons in it. Yeah, it's great. No, it's disgusting. Your, so, your topics, I saw them. One of them was just going to say dogs. On the Instagram. And it's questionable. Chevy. Uh, Speaking of dogs, come over here. Good girl. Let's see. The first thing I was going to say. Um, you were tired. Oh, so in last week's episode, episode number one, we talked about Kim freaking herself out with however she freaked herself out. And, and normally she sleeps in pitch black. I walk in and it's like <laughs> bright this day. Stories. Yeah. This is a theme. Ghost stories. Ghost stories and now and now murderers. So what will next week's theme yes. be of how so I stay awake at night? After we talked about the ghosts in your house, uh, we didn't talk about it again that night. But when I came to bed, you were asleep with all the lights <laughs> on. So I assume that you freaked yourself out talking about the ghosts. I was Sleep with the lights on? Uh-huh. Exact same scene. Oh. I Sleep with the I lights don't... on like Dracula. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. That house is scary. We don't have to talk about it again because I don't want you to be doubly freaked out. You can get a complete mm -hmm. recap mm -hmm. if you listen to last week's episode. <laughs> you can hear all about Kim's disturbing childhood. Plus, I don't think I described it enough. The, the <laughs> living room was filled with those religious statues that are meant for outside. And I'm not talking like a couple of them. First off, like use your hands and show like You know, like, like a big. small child. Okay. <laughs> and like just not a few, like the whole living room, like the whole floor. It's like a Catholic thing, right? Like Catholics have that kind of stuff in their yard, don't they? Yeah. Like you don't see it around here. No. In general. No. I no, I've seen a couple maybe. Yeah, a couple. A but couple. I feel like if I was driving no. through New Bedford, no. I'd see a bunch. Yeah. We have a big Portuguese community and they tend to be Catholic. And so, and they were all over the place on that first floor, or just like all over the living room? No, they were just filled I don't know why, just the living room was filled. Is it with like them? in movies where someone has to sleep in the creepy room with all the dolls and there's just like shitloads of dolls everywhere? Just that room had those religious statues, mm -hmm. but every room had those graphic pictures of Jesus with the bleeding hearts. Getting messed up. I'm not getting messed up. Not of him getting crucified. They're supposed to be... I didn't grow up in this environment. Oh, no. With, not of him getting crucified. They're, they're, cult member hippies. They're supposed to be the ones like... Is it like the stuff that's on those candles? Because those never have like crucifixions, but they always got Jesus. Well, like, I would say it's more like his more... Not a glorified body, but you know, the happier ones where it's just him and... But it shows like his heart, you know? It's like the one where he has like the drapey clothes, but like... It shows like his heart, but the heart has like thorns on it and the thorns are like bleeding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that was in every room. 
and like you know it wasn't like eight by ten it was, it was like big big yeah is that where bleeding heart comes from like that iconography like jesus being so overcome with empathy i have no idea that's, that's going a little too far why well, i just <laughs> I, I, never thought I don't know that. i don't know it's getting a little deep right i know well, we are tired last night uh, i went to bed too late anyway and got into bed and couldn't fall asleep because i could hear in the next room the sound of a metal water bottle being like rocked back and forth but very slowly but loud enough to keep me up and at one point i said should we do something about that and then there was silence because you were totally asleep <laughs> uh, so then i didn't do anything about it so that was our seven-year-old and then our 12-year-old kept rolling off her bed and banging into the wall which there's no point in waking her up because she would still do that anyway it's not like if i went in there and was like patience you're banging into the wall one she would have screamed at me and then two she, at the minute she fell asleep again she'd be banging on the wall so uh, not not she would have not she would have screamed at you when i go in there to wake her up in the middle of the night she, she goes mama because <laughs> she doesn't know like, what's going then, on yeah and then, so what do you want to talk about oh no let me look at your list here all my stuff is about um let's see depression good events. at art bad at life <laughs> should we read the potential topics for the evening okay number one good at art bad at life number two tv shows that need to be over <laughs> The Walking Dead. I'm going to miss The Walking Dead, though. Number three. <coughs> Drugs that make you nice. Number four. When is this us or U.S.? Oh, when the U.S. No, when versus. That's versus. Oh, when versus if on U.S. collapse. So the question is, when is the U.S. collapse? Or is the U.S. going to collapse? Okay. Making songs using the dishwasher which you witnessed the that, other night yeah that is a topic only you can speak of <laughs> okay the genius of norm mcdonald you are still mourning him i'm still mourning norm mcdonald big time never Stop. leaving the house again she was like never leaving the house again since i have to leave the house tomorrow and i really don't want to well you gotta leave the house sometime I mean, I left the house today. I know. I did I did look out the window as you left the house to make sure there were no carjackers as you got in the car. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's like this in all urban areas or not, but certainly in Minneapolis over the last year and a half, at one point we're spotting each other when we had to get in the car to leave. So someone would watch from the kitchen window and just make sure the other party didn't get carjacked. It's six in the morning or something like that in a snowy, beautiful day. What are some other habits we've had to pick up? Uh, if you open the hatchback of a car, always do a full kind of situational analysis, a broad sweep of your environment uh, and make sure you don't get knocked over and then carjacked. Well, the other thing is, is when you have children in the car that you all get out of the car in unison and you know the kids don't do the thing or they just leave the car door wide open oh yeah yeah no blindly jumping out of the car either yeah and i will point out that we live in like 
like a nice area or whatever but we live in like a middle middle class area i think yeah but like when you read about like the crime that's like kind of crazy in how like the carjacking jackie jackings the car i don't know how a proper way to say it but how the carjackings are happening happening the armed requisition of vehicles we did live on a street where our neighbor was carjacked and shot three times in the face it's multiple people carjacking you or boxing you in and carjacking you that's why you know namdevs has end of times questions on here so i have to go to the dentist tomorrow totally normal thing in a part of town where what used to be the biggest problem is mildly annoying panhandlers near the mcdonald's and you could actually just avoid it but now as um my friend was saying yesterday that lives in the part of minneapolis uptown where the dentist is and he was describing his vision of what all of minneapolis and most cities will be like and it'd be like you know you won't see anyone and the people you see will be armed all the businesses have mostly cleared out like even our dentist i'm like why are they still there why haven't they moved it's good it's basically like a ghost town i'm not worried that anything will happen parking my car and walking to the dentist at 2 30 in the afternoon but i can't be stupid enough to think that there's no possibility that some dumb shit will happen good news is there's no one there <laughs> yeah. it's actually it's like but it's kind of a bummer when you go there and you're gonna see like where all that stuff went down with the the marshal and it's all oh that parking garage there but there is no like armed military guards. yeah guards there anymore at least at least when i was there but there's also like ghost town yeah it's actually reminds me of what the warehouse district in this like sort of edge of north minneapolis used to be like like in the early thousands where but you it's just that block people. if you go down like a block you know there's there's still like condos there's still stuff it's just like that block is like dead businesses have left i know it's just weird you'll see when you you'll see when you go you haven't been in uptown in a while it's just different other parts are coming back you'll see yeah i'm very optimistic what oh, is wait, this, i'm looking in the wrong thing what is this section here that's a drugs that make you nice <laughs> so this morning after my terrible sleep i woke up to various parties yelling and snapping at each other who was yelling and snapping noelle was already yelling shut it at everyone oh and, yeah no and patient so noelle's our youngest kid patience was on edge i woke up asked them to stop yelling. Noelle yelled, shut it at me. Oh, you know why everyone was in a bad mood? Because this is what always happens. It's because I decided I wanted to take a shower and the world falls apart when I need to shower. <laughs> but, but the funniest thing was that, so it was going on for a while and I I thought Noelle's drugs were no longer working because she was sleeping. She, she, no, she all she said this morning to everyone was, shut it in varying volumes and tones and fine you want to die i'll make you die like her her threats and then you said can you please take your pills so that you can have your manners <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that was pretty great well yeah because she i wanted to get in the shower 
and um, she needed to take her meds, but she wanted to take her meds with breakfast, but she didn't want to have breakfast yet, you know, and you see the problem, and I didn't have time to sit around to wait for her to feel hungry, you know, because she wanted me to wait to take my shower until she wanted to eat breakfast, this whole spiral, and I was like, I need to get in the shower now, and yeah. she's just like... And she literally takes pills the, and gets manners the, it's like i thought the drugs had stopped working because it was like, no she late. no that's why i wish like you could slip her drugs in the middle of the night so that she could wake up in a good mood <laughs> yeah because she shut it and then when she was like in a slightly better mood she's like shut it like there's just different ways of saying shut it she was so rude this morning but then it was great she took her she took her pills at first there's a transitional period where she's taking them but she's still mean <laughs> and then 15 minutes later she's in a good mood and you just think like how amazing it is that you can just pop a pill and be like and, and be like well nice your, gra your grandma used to call them her happy pills remember yeah the other thing and this is like the, the downside of this that always worries me is that like her only being seven and be and like having to be on various drugs is like if she wasn't on them life would be a nightmare for everyone it'd be, a, it'd be a nightmare for her it'd be a nightmare for us like nothing would be good so that's untenable but then i just worry about like her being a kid and having to be on all these drugs for a while and just like her liver and stuff like that that kind of sucks well that's why but she just had like, that blood draw and everything everything is great that's true. If only the drugs made her amenable to, to blood draws. That would make life even better. I know. I was trying to have a conversation with her in the car. And I was like, someday you're going to have to get a blood draw, you know, without nitrous and without, like, you know, four nurses. Yeah, we had, to go, we had to go get a blood draw. Which, like, for an adult or even for, like, a kid that can handle it, is an in-and-out job. Like you barely need an appointment. You can just kind of like, like you, you have to let them know you're going to be there. And in the days of COVID, it's different. But in general, you can just like sneak in and out. It's like they do it. It takes what? Five minutes? It's really fast. <laughs> yeah. Like if you get multiple vials, it's fast. I heard they only need one. But we got we to gotta make an appointment at a children's hospital. That's 22 minutes away. <laughs> and And they have to have two nurses spend probably 15 or 20 minutes with her just getting her comfortable like all this stuff like you would think that she was having a serious <laughs> procedure and they're like okay do you want to like what flavor do you want your mask to be because they got to do like a nitrous thing and you get to put like chapstick on it to make it smell good smell good yeah or different or something yeah i don't know um and then they have to bring in more nurses because the minute they touch her she well, I, and I like, I like, they look at her and she's so sweet. You know, there are two nurses and then I'm like, I'm like, you're going to need more nurses. And the, the woman's like, oh, they're like, we're, what'd she say? We're, we're a team. And she was including us in the team, which was very nice. Oh, she was. And she's like, you know, if we need, if we need more, why don't we just try this? And if we need more, we'll, we'll then I'll go get more more people and I'm just like all right but I'm like last time we needed more people and then like they start giving the nitrous to Noel and then the woman's like um you could see her getting tired yeah you could see it like like you just watched it like wash over her and you're like oh this is gonna be easy nope and then the woman's like I'm gonna get a few more people 
then the fight started. And she had this like big old this squishmallow. Big squishmallow. The, the squishmallow, the comfort toy now. They used it to both hold her down, <laughs> like not aggressively, and block her visions so that she could they couldn't she couldn't see them taking her blood and not freak out. Cause like the reality is like she I don't know if she could really feel it because when they touched her, she freaked out. Yeah. They went like this, and she was like, oh, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, to it's do this terrible because it's anxiety, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's bit. awful. I feel bad. You feel so sad for her. You feel both sad and infuriated. <laughs> she says, in nitrous, she gets the one vial of blood. It doesn't take long at all. She's crying. She's super upset. They get her some water. And then she throws up because the nitrous can make you throw up. <laughs> and if you have nerves, I imagine it can doubly make you throw up. So she like throws up on a pillow and they're like, oh, did she eat today? I guess she, they would have preferred she hadn't eaten, which no one had ever told no, us. No, she ate last time. So she threw up. So it's, it's a cold production. And then when like the bribe for even getting her to do something somewhat agreeable is like to bring her to Target to, to get a toy or something. So all told, this thing that could be done it within a 45 minute chunk of your day she didn't get to school till 12 30. 12 30 yeah 12 30. Oh i didn't get to work till 11 30 11 something like that i know our, and our other child didn't get to school until 11 30 because oh because we had to leave so early yeah we had to leave so early go to this appointment that there's no reasonable place we could drop our other child off to get her to school which is like ridiculous but whatever so drugs that make you nice <laughs> i mean it'd be cool if if there were drugs that weren't crazy that just like immediately like they put you in a bit good mood without making you like like a like a weird good mood like i don't want to be on like molly and all of a sudden i want like everyone to rub me or whatever you know isn't it valium isn't that what makes isn't that the other thing that makes people nice does it just put them like in a like the just standard nice i don't know valium just makes me normal have uh, you ever taken normal valium yeah when i get vertigo when i go to the hospital that's what it that's what they give me it just makes me normal i forgot i assume because yeah. it's always associated with 1950s housewives that it was a patriarchal plot to dull their senses should we try our our delicacies for the evening sure what do we got here so is this mint i don't even think green? it's flavored i just think it's green so we've got these like half green reese's peanut butter cups which i guess i give them props for not doing like um a weird flavor i don't They're know just green. Like, what flavor could you do for halloween for maybe? halloween that was green you could do a candy corn flavor that'd be weird that would be, be disgusting. weird. You can make them gross, like the Harry Potter jelly bellies. Nobody bellies. really does flavored ones, do they? They mostly just make them. But it could just be like shapes. could be like booger flavor, and that would not be good. So they, this tastes totally normal. There's like nothing abnormal about it. It's not matcha. They didn't. <laughs> it's not matcha. It's not mint. It's not green tea. I swear, like you look at the packaging, and you'd think that it might be somewhat exciting, but it's not exciting. It's not exciting. No. It's not. It doesn't taste Franken. No, and here's what I've realized. <laughs> So all the novelty Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, they suck because they have the wrong proportions of chocolate no, to peanut butter. No, the the best Reese's are the ones that are stuffed with the Reese's Pieces. Those are my favorite. Those are good. But like the, like we could have got like pumpkin shaped ones. They're not good. They don't have enough chocolate. And now what I think I've come to realize is the absolute best ones are the little tiny ones that come in Christmas like stuff. The ones that are like yay big because they got more chocolate 
Yeah, and I used to think that these were the best, but they're not. I'm not even sure I like these anymore. I might be over it. After 44 oh, no. years, oh, I'm God. over it. So, You're losing your junk food. That's kind of number food. one. No taste test there because it tasted like Reese's peanut butter cup. But I bet the I bet the food coloring is gonna give me a headache later. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a migraine. You're gonna start sweating from the sugar. Chevy's begging hard for. She's begging really hard. She's like, give me that Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh man, she's super begging for that. Can she lick this? She won't die, no, right? No, I don't know. I thought dog was supposed to have chocolate, but is it even real she's chocolate? Not, she's not interested. She's uh -uh. scared. Yeah, she knows that. She's scared. She's like that. That's not real chocolate. So let's job number one. I'm gonna cleanse my palate with an entire lemon. Look, this peeps is saying express your personality. Oh, your peeps peepsonality. Oh, I didn't even see that. And then we got peeps. Which I assume all do all peeps taste the same, right? Oh, this is not pumpkin spice peeps. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's this really cute um Frankenstein peep. What I'm interested in, my scientific method is, do these taste at all different from each other? We should have blew these up in the microwave first. <laughs> that would have been dope. I used to think that peeps were disgusting and I would only get them because I thought it was funny because they were just like cabaret cream eggs. Like I legit think cabaret cream eggs are nasty, but you have to have at least one a season. But I actually think peeps are great now. It's just a marshmallow covered in sugar. So did we get Peeps cookies once and they were disgusting, right? The Peeps Oreos? Yeah, but they had like weird, crunchy, hard things in them. Oh, they were so gross. They were gross. This is just like a normal Peep. Just a normal Peep. Just are, we just, are we saving these for the kids? Yeah. Well, one for each, actually. It isn't... I don't know if I need the orange one. Does it taste any different? No, it's just a Peep. Can Noelle have these with an expander? You tell me. This is out of my scope of... Uh, not really cues. sticky. It's really not sticky. No, it's If she not... can eat toast, she can eat this, I'd say. Toast? Yeah, like, because toast, like, bread gets all, like, in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's not like caramel, though. A pretty good know. dessert. We started this thing, or we're trying to go back to this thing of only having junk food on Wednesdays and Sundays. That's why I made sure I ate some ice cream before I came down here. <laughs> uh, but I am not doing that at all. I'm completely blowing it and having junk food every single day. I'm not even coming close to achieving it. Even though... Every time I look in the bathroom mirror, I'm like, dude, you have got to stop eating sugar. <laughs> but then there's this other thing that we're addicted to organic Doritos. Yeah, who, see, up. that is your fault because you brought those organic Doritos in the house. And I can't stop buying them because the kids They're keep so good. Well, the kids keep asking for them. That's the other thing. Um, I think the thing that's fucked up is all of us have been deprived of Doritos for most of our life because everyone knows they taste good but that they're awful and they make you feel awful and they give me headaches. Like if I have Doritos, they give me a headache, but not the organic ones. They just give me a stomach ache because I lose my mind to eat so many of them. No, we need a, like a detox. We totally need a detox. And then tonight I went to pick up our pizzas for pizza night and the, dis the pizza display is right near the, the weirdo versions of those. It's like this permanent display of just, what is it, Simplicitos. <laughs> Organic Doritos. <laughs> Moose <laughs> just sent me a message. He said they're called Simply Cheetos and he's addicted to them. So, See, the kids don't like those. I bought those for them once and they they, they didn't like them. <laughs> I don't know why I find Simply Cheetos so funny. But Simply Cheetos, the organic Doritos, the organic Tostitos, which that doesn't matter to me because the Tostitos taste any different than any other tortilla chip. And then organic Lay's. And I thought, well, organic Doritos are amazing. Maybe organic 
glaze are amazing, but organic glaze are just like So is, is that why you suck. brought home potato chips? Cause yeah, because I was sucked in and I didn't want to get the Doritos. And then I thought, well, the Doritos are awesome. So maybe the Lay's are awesome, but they're just like normal Lay's. No amount of them is satisfying. No. They're... And they cut the shit out of the sides of your mouth. Except that these ones do it even more because each chip is like yay big. But I couldn't stop eating them because the, they don't satisfy you in no, any way, shape, or form. No, they're very unsatisfying. And then Noelle thought that bowl that you put out was her personal bowl. Because she had like right, moved it over. <laughs> I told her right off the bat, I said, those are not all for you. They're for everyone. And she said, I know that. Shut it. No, I thought I thought that it was good that she thought they were hers. I'm like, good, then I'm, I'm not gonna have any. Oh, it's like a um, no, like an environmental no, I blockage. Need, I need to lay out the junk it. food because like nature has not been kind to me, so I don't need to like help it along. Anyways, with the junk food. People that are age that don't sleep enough cannot be fucking around with organic Doritos. No. <laughs> then no. we can make ourselves feel better and be like, well, they're organic. No. No. Or the ice cream. It's only got five ingredients. I can eat this. It's not good. I can't resist them. Like every time I see the bag, I just want them. Yeah. I'm glad when I went to the store the other day, there was only one bag. And I don't know if you're like this. I don't think that you're like this as much as I am. Like if I do something and then I like, I like it, then I just want to do that regularly. It'd be like, okay. This is what I'm doing now. I eat organic Doritos. That's it. I don't well, have to make well, a Well, I don't know if you noticed it. I put apples out. I'm like, because I know you don't like cold apples. Like, I don't like cold apples. So I have. I don't so, like cold apples. I no. have apples out. But I just like form a habit so easily that once I get in the habit, it's just so hard to, to like, it's so hard to break it. Well, no, like I'm stuck in this perpetual not being able to go to bed until 1 a.m. I know. And that all started when I started knitting. I started the solo late night knitters club and I can't get out of it. You yeah, know, you're not knitting anymore. Yeah, not knitting anymore. And I'm stuck. Well, it's like um, I had the really good bad habit of I would watch TV and put records for sale on Discogs. Or I'd watch TV, but I'd have headphones on and I'd make music. But it was easier when you used to go to bed earlier. One, because I'd go to bed earlier by default, because it's like a, a shift. Well, what about thing. When, when we were gone in the summertime? The girls and I we were gone for that month. And then when I came home that first night, and then you like shut the TV off at 10 and we're getting ready for bed. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you're going to bed at 10, 10 p.m.? I was like, this is unheard of. Oh, um, I you, might have been you, being responsible. You had, you had been going to bed at 10. Yeah, I could see unheard that. unheard of. I mean, in Minnesota, in the summer, at 10, is it even it's bright dark out. yet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the sun is out yeah. and the little children playing on the block. Yeah. Oh, but, or I would, like, make songs, but it was easier to do because it feels rude to, to have watch TV with someone but have your headphones on <laughs> playing with your phone, um, even though everyone sort of does that. But then once I stopped doing that, then it was hard to start again. It's like once I get in whatever groove it is, I just stay in it, even if I don't want to be in it. Which yeah. I guess basically well, we're out of whack after family of addicts. I think we're also thrown out of whack after moving in June and the house still being not, I mean, everything is still not settled. We're not settled. Okay, shows that need to be over. 
The Walking Dead. You've been hating on The Walking Dead for like a thousand years now. I was thinking about this today. So there's like a bunch of shows that I like, but I want them to quit. I know Game of Thrones was like one for the longest time for you that you wanted to end. And I forced you to watch the final season. The Blacklist definitely needs to call it quits. Oh it's my, just stupid. The Blacklist needs to just... Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? The Walking Dead, even though I like the individual episodes, I feel like it's stupid. You're, you're going to finish out this. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, you made it this far. And I didn't watch the last season, but Supernatural got completely stupid and should have been over like four years before. Yeah. I feel like... That, that I was trying to think about why can some shows just keep telling the same story over and over again and be fine and the other ones it's stupid like with The Walking Dead or The Blacklist they both do this every season is always basically about the same thing it's this big overarching problem and The Walking Dead it's always who's the new assholes that we have to kill mm -hmm. and then in The Blacklist it's always who is red and eventually you're like, oh, I get it. Like on The Walking Dead, like you're gonna run into a new group of assholes and you're gonna have to kill them. But it's just like, uh, I just don't care. But I think that the opposite of that is if the show never does that, then it is basically The Simpsons or The Family Guy and it can continue on indefinitely. And the only question is whether you find it interesting anymore. But so if like each episode is exactly the same, a-okay. But if each season is exactly the same, not a fuck that. Like The Walking Dead is great. I, and it's the last season, so I'm glad that it's going to call it quits. I'm but it's weird sad, kind of wanting it to be done and just being like, you probably should have quit three years ago. But are you going to watch the spinoff if they have it? The, the, the further adventures of Daryl and Carol? Yes. But here is my... So... This is my pitch to AMC and the Walking <laughs> Dead people. Make the Carol and Daryl show a Monsters of the Week type show or a procedural. So like make it like Law and Order. Like each week they got a different case or let's take another one, Person of Interest. Make it one of those shows where every week they help like one person or one family or kill one monster and then you never hear from them ever again. The kind of show where like in someone's IMDb, they can be on it three or oh, four so, times so playing different characters. Is it like how Supernatural was in the beginning when they were yes. just killing monsters before they, all no, the dad stuff. Yeah, no grand conspiracies and none of this stuff where some event is gonna take place and we need to see it from six different angles over an entire season. Okay. Fuck that. Monster of the Week is what I think it should be. Okay, now, so seeing that... We... Season two of Taken is what it should be. <laughs> so do you feel like Fear of the Walking Dead needs to end? Or are you, are you still in a happy place with Where that? Where am I at with Fear of the Walking Dead? Um, and that show's changed a lot from season one. Yes. I like the transformation into a quasi-Western. Yep. Two main characters are good. I think I'm okay with fear for, for right now. For right now? Yeah, we'll see. If I start feeling like they're just doing the same <laughs> shit, I'm, like, as I feel like with fear, with like The Walking Dead, they could just have, a, the screen could go to black and then it could go, assume that for the rest of their lives, this kind of shit just keeps <laughs> happening. <laughs>
at that point they could totally just do movies you just do one movie every five years james bond style so then, like, oh, more, another thing are you oh, happy here's the other problem that... i have with the walking dead oh they add too many characters at once and i think the ultimate thing and i think this is like where the people who made the show got it wrong i think that they thought that they could pull this thing off where it's the world that matters so you can have the walking dead you can have fear the walking dead you can have the show with the kids you know at one point they were like we, we were doing beyond. remember they were talking about they were doing a, a like a european version mm -hmm. where it wasn't going to be a european version of it it was going to be a story that takes place in europe but they can't because it's ultimately about the characters and they killed off most of the characters like the ones that you really give a shit about because like the way i view the walking dead is that what's his name that's now not on the show anymore who is the main guy rick, rick. I completely view the idea that Rick is like this biblical figure on a mission. He doesn't know it, but he's like on a mission from God to fucking wipe out the sinners. That's like how I view it. And that's like why I think like he, he comes through and ruins everyone's way of life, which is like the central crux of The Walking Dead is that mm -hmm. Rick is going to fuck up your life. Yeah. But they all have it coming, whether it's through evil or whether it's through self-delusion like the people that live in the um uh alexandria they're like completely deluded and he's got to come in and like toughen them up but i kind of viewed it as like i i thought that there was like a central moral kind of thing and that once you took that out and you took him out that like what's the show about like people surviving like i kind of don't think that's what it was about i guess i felt like it was like a, a western in that it was a, a moral universe and people were punished for doing certain things and rick and company they were the punishers even though like it's not like they were delusional and thought that they were on a mission from god but robert kirkman the guy that made it is super religious and i think it shows that he like comes through he's like a avenging angel kind of cleaning up the mess and without him and without that i feel like it's like oh okay it's post-apocalyptic they're trying to survive it just feels like a, a step down from where it was for a long time i definitely miss the focus without rick there the yeah character and i think you can only add so many characters like i think the thing that they did for a long time was that they introduced 10 people but they killed 11 they killed nine or yeah, 11. yeah you know what i mean like it was like one person made the cut to well, hang out the and end. then and then when they killed off like most of the original cast yeah there's like it's like carol daryl and the lady that left who's i can't remember her name maggie right it's like the only the, one left maggie and then um what is her name? That's like an original one. Oh, uh, Rosita. Yeah, Rosita. Yeah, yeah. The priest, what's his name? Gabriel, you can... Oh, yeah, he's been around long enough to be an OG. Yeah. And plus, he, I like the idea that he kind of adds to that um, avenging angel thing. That, yeah. like, he, he fucked up and now he is he's coming through and representing. I mean, I love that, that episode with um, Robert Patrick, one of their weird bonus social distancing episodes him and um aaron get kidnapped by robert patrick and he spits this big long game about how people are great and he can come with them back to where they live and then the minute the guy turns around he kills him and aaron is in shock and like why'd you do that and he's like i wasn't gonna let that fucking murderer come with us <laughs> you know you think that he's like doing this like um very christ-like thing but instead he's like old testament he's like ah, ah this shit's not flying sure. I, I like that kind of um hyper 
moral sort of stuff. Almost like an Abel Ferrara movie. Like a bunch of scumbags, but they all get what's coming to them. See, you don't like shows to go on too long. Are you glad that, like, Bosch and then Goliath are ending? I mean, it's good, right? Because it's like, I think Bosch is super character driven and he doesn't do the same shit every season. But Goliath, he definitely, I mean, he definitely does the same shit every season. Like, oh, big evil thing with weirdos. It's like, how many weirdos can he can he go up against? And how much weirder can they get? Like, that season with the, the weird farmers? Were they farmers or whatever? It was water. Avocado farmers? It was wa- yeah, yeah. the water rights. How much weirder could the, the villains get than that? Like, Well, there's one more that's... There's a new season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure that there's it's gonna get weird. I'm sure it's very weird. But I mean, I think that's like the thing of um, like the Ricky Gervais shows of like do two seasons and be done with it. Or like Netflix, do like two, three. Yeah, yeah. And they're done. Like, like let the story have a beginning, middle, and an end. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like it's fatiguing, like a the season long repetitions. It's just like, oh, fuck, I got to commit to, like, this giant long story. Whereas if it's a sitcom, I only got to commit to a 24-minute story. You know what I mean? And it resolves itself. And it's like, okay, cool. It's not the deepest thing in the world, but, like, it's like a snack. But watching these things that are essentially movies that are, like, stretched out 10 times longer than a movie, maybe that's what it is. It's like that. It's like you have to have this weird commitment level to these intense, long shows. That's really the other problem with The Walking Dead is they made Negan too likable. You can't have like the worst villain in the show and then give him so much airtime that he's the only character. No, I really like. I really like Negan. Yeah, and you totally need the further adventures of Negan. That's a show I'll watch. (laughs) See, Kiki said that they just picked an actor too that was too attractive. Um, Yeah, because Negan in the comic books is like kind of gross looking. He's like a fat guy. Like he's like a you're. He's like what you imagine a high school gym teacher to be, like a, a, a fat sort of short guy. Like, and instead they get this handsome like dude with a lot of fucking swagger, like swinging the baseball bat, looking cool. Yeah, Kiki, uh, she's never watched Supernatural, so like you know, I, we know that he's a recognizable actor to us. And she's like, they picked the guy from Grey's Anatomy or whatever, you know, because he was like in that season. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, no, he's the dad from Supernatural. And then she's like, what? But nonetheless, a, a recognizable actor. Yeah, and it's funny because I think um, they gave him so much airtime. It started to make him seem so cool that the first time I watched the episode where he bashes people up, that legit freaked me out. Like, I was, like, really, like, it upset me. Like, I found it upsetting. Now, if I were to watch it, and I've seen it a few times, I think, now if I were to watch it, I'm like, who Negan's here? Like, totally different reaction. Well, I I don't like... I still don't know if I can watch that season. It's it's hard, but... It's... I... That's that season's just I just it's don't like stressful. I just don't like that season the whole Daryl in the closet having dog that's just a tough season I don't like that season but um except it's got the uh, best episode ever and they killed Glenn yeah yeah but it's got that season that episode where Maggie and Carol get taken by the women saviors like I think that's my favorite episode of The Walking Dead maybe because it's like such a nice yeah flip or whatever i like any of the ones where carol has to pretend to be 
a normal functioning human being and not like a weird traumatized monster. <laughs> Um, what else is on our list? Um, what is else on our list? I, I don't know. I don't know. If we could wrap it up on and talk about my my ongoing love of Norm Macdonald. Okay. So uh, you've been so sad about Norm. Yeah. So before Norm Macdonald died, probably over the last five years, I would go through various points where, like, for a week straight, all day long, all I would do is listen to Norm Macdonald clips on youtube just non-stop and, and to the point where my youtube feed never has ever stopped suggesting norm mcdonald clips when he died i obviously did that again there's like a bunch of things that i find really interesting about him like i remember the first time seeing him do the news on snl which i think we definitely saw together and just being like this dude's awesome. Like he's got this weird, like, listen here, see, like <laughs> yeah. old timey voice. And these like ridiculous jokes that are like bad sometimes with the delivery is like, so like embracing the stupidity that they were great. But then seeing his stand up stuff over time and seeing that like, it seems like a big part of what he was about, at least as a like comedian, not as a crazy man that showed up on late night television was kind of cutting down bullshit one of my favorite jokes that he had was about bill cosby after like bill, like rapist bill cosby not cliff huxtable bill cosby and uh you need to be like yeah a friend of mine said that he's like you know the worst thing about it is the hypocrisy and i thought you know i i think the hypocrisy is the least of the problems i think that drugging the women and raping them that's the actual issue he's like cutting down this like weird shit that people say where they say like oh the worst is this and it's like no that's not the worst at all or like he has a bit about like when people say teachers are the real heroes and it's like both of my parents were teachers they didn't do anything heroic and they kept the schedule of a 10 year old <laughs> like they don't work all day they take the summers off and they only need to be smarter than whatever grade they're teaching they're like the least heroic people and Obviously, he's not saying that teachers suck, but there's this thing about like cutting down bullshit when you're like in a period where everyone is kind of like walking on eggshells all the time. No one knows what they can call anybody. It's kind of helpful to have somebody just kind of cut through layers of bullshit. Like one of his like last stand up shows he did, he had this thing about how um, people say, oh, you can't joke about rape. Rape is not funny. And then he's like, there's one kind of rape that everyone agrees is funny, prison rape. And he does a whole bit about it. And it's totally true. Like, like you like you're allowed to make that joke. And he like comes out and points out that we say these things that we're like, oh, you can't do that. But you can totally do that. It's just that we've like made these weird lines in the sand. But the genius of what Norm Macdonald did, uh, I think, is in the way that he handled his career. So you're a photographer, more generally like a creative person. I'm a designer and I don't know, musician, artists, whatever. And as a creative person in general, you have this like innate desire for new problems to solve and new challenges. So you never want to do the same thing over and over again. And a lot of the times I think creative people easily jump to other careers because other careers have new challenges. So you've done stuff 
even just doing photo assisting and then wanting and then ending up being the weird expert on some thing at, at your job is like a really normal thing for creative people to do because they are naturally attuned to wanting to solve new problems. One of the dangers of that, like this is the danger that I have, is of solving problems that are so far unrelated from all the other things that you know how to do that they become distractions or that you can accidentally get good at something that you don't give a shit about. It's like a really easy thing for a creative person to do. So like a lot of creative people spread themselves too thin because they're like, oh, well, I want to do music and I want to paint and I want to be an architect and I want to run a business and I want to do this. Like this is the thing I'm totally guilty of doing. What Norm MacDonald did that was incredibly smart was he kept all of that and he honed it all into comedy and then he did lots of things within that and i think that's like the thing that's real genius so like his late night appearances are way more popular than any of the stand-up that he did but the late night appearances are nothing like the stand-up and he prepared for them and he did them in a different way than he did stand-up he essentially used them as another type of problem to solve so the thing he really cared about was stand-up, but the opportunity to be on Conan O'Brien and tell a ridiculous story about a trip to a bed and breakfast in Minnesota that he never took. Just this ridiculous story that he made up that he can use old-timey slang and say dumb shit, that that's a form of comedy. And that was like a thing that that he did throughout. And so that he was constantly solving different problems, but they were all related to each other and i think that's one of the reasons why he's so good and so funny and why lots of people like him for lots of different reasons like some people think he's like the greatest stand-up ever and some people just love viral clips of him on talk shows that's an important thing to remember is the idea of trying to keep the problems that you're solving related to each other and in a similar lane because it's way too easy for me to fuck around with some crayons and then be like make a weird discovery and then all of a sudden be like oh, i should just draw for a while like no i shouldn't i should not just draw for a while <laughs> i should find something related to the things that i'm actively interested in and try to keep that lane narrow but interesting and that that to me is the thing that norm mcdonald did that is also why he has an immensely huge body of work for someone who over 40 years or whatever only did two stand-up specials. Um, most comedians are doing them once every two to five years. He could have and he chose not to and instead chose to like hone that part but then explore all these little nooks and crannies. And I think that, that that's really cool. And then of course, he's just the funniest person that ever walked the planet, I think. Norm MacDonald, if you were ever looking down, I miss you very much. Oh, no. Yes, and now I'm sad, so, on that front. And I will say, we watched, so the, probably the most famous Norm MacDonald clip is the one from, like, 1996, maybe, on Conan O'Brien, where he keeps interrupting Courtney Thorne Smith, who's trying to promote her movie with Carrot Top. He's wrapping up the interview and um, Conan O'Brien says, okay, well, this is Courtney Thorne Smith. She has a as yet untitled movie with Carrot Top. 
And she says, no, it's got a title. And Conan's like, oh, what is it? And she says, it's chairman of the board. And he looks over at Norm MacDonald and goes, do something with that, you freak. And Norm MacDonald goes, I bet board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. And everyone loses their shit. Like Conan O'Brien gets up and walks away. He can't handle it. The entire crowd loses it. And um, we watched that live with my brother. And that episode of Conan O'Brien from start to finish was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life to the point where I didn't see that clip again for 1996, probably 20 years. And it never, I thought about it constantly. Like I thought about it monthly, I would say, like how funny that episode was. But what is missing from, if you only watch that one little viral clip, is that he'd already been through two full segments of that show and was absolutely killing. He comes on, is super awkward and weird, and the audience doesn't know what to think. By the next 10 minute segment, he has the audience dying. So when Courtney Thorne Smith comes out, it's still the Norm MacDonald show. Like he's completely running this thing. And ultimately he's doing her a favor because he's making her segment totally hilarious even while making fun of her decisions as an actress <laughs> like quitting Melrose Place to do a movie with Carrot Top and so if you've seen that clip find the thing where it's the full segment from start to finish because he's hysterical it's basically 30 minutes of him just absolutely destroying everyone like he has the whole place dying the entire time it's pretty fantastic and yeah it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life and still is so that is episode two of pizza night and thanks for watching